Greetings and salutations, family, and happy 2020. Thank you so much for joining me for the first episode of the year, which is ironically the last episode of the inaugural season of Modern Faith. On this episode, I just have a couple of um, New Year's thoughts and reflections to share with you in addition to a blessing for your 2020. Thanks for being here and stay tuned. Welcome to Modern Faith, a podcast for the spiritual nourishment for today's millennial woman of color. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Nichelle Guidry. Thanks for being here. So as I mentioned, um, once again, welcome to the episode. Hey, missed you all. I know it's been a little hot second. I think since the last episode, I have... Um, been to Ghana and back, got an amazing holiday break and have actually started my semester back at Spelman. And it's just been um, a beautiful time of resetting and um, refreshing and getting spiritually centered. Oh man, what a beautiful, what a beautiful period of time. Um, And it is, um, a new year, right? I saw you. I heard you. Uh, we, we we were together last in 2019, and it is now 2020. And I wanted to kind of stop in um, before I officially conclude this season to just um, a check in. How is your new year going? I hope that it's been absolutely incredible. Um, about three weeks ago now, a few of you joined me for the first Modern Faith webinar, Looking Back to Leap Forward, where we talked all about strategic reflection and soulful positioning for this year. And I have been going through my packet. I've been doing my work. And I don't know about you all, but I have this feeling in my spirit, in my gut, that 2020 is about to be a game-changing year. I literally feel all this percolation around me, um, excitement and vision and freshness and fecundity all around, and it's not just me. I am so happy to report that my life, my social media feeds, my work life, every it's all full of people who are also feeling just a deep sense of excitement and expectation for the year and the decade that are to come. And I, um, you know, and I don't know that it's because of like any New Year's resolutions or all the other kind of New Year's hype that exists around January 1st every year, but because, I don't know, there just, there seems to be something really electric in the spirit and I feel it in my spirit. And um, this is what I really feel and what I wanted to sort of share with you all. And um, I'm sharing as I have my Sunday afternoon cup of coffee, which I am addicted to. So please pray for your girl. I recently got into um, pour overs. I got me one of those pour over carafes and oh my gosh, it's just changing the game. I love this coffee. Um, But as I was saying, let me get back on track. Um, 
what I'm really feeling for 2020 is that this is about to be a year of just kind of unparalleled manifestation. Um, dreams, visions, hopes, and goals just come into pass. Um, you know, and as I was kind of rounding out 2019, my spirit was really ministering to me and really kind of nudging me to start thinking about and circling back to some of the um, dreams that I had sort of discarded and some of the ideas that I have been sitting on for far too long. And my spirit was sort of hovering over those things and calling me like to come take a closer look at this, like give this some more consideration, maybe implement some strategy around these ideas of yours. And, you know, I don't know if you all saw the um, womanist conversation that I had, the back talk conversation that I had at ITC with Dr. Maisha Handy, Dr. Lisa Allen McLaurin, and Minister LaVon Briggs. But in that conversation, I was talking about being in a place where I was coming back to my desires and thinking through the reasons why I talked myself out of desiring my desires um, and sort of doing the work of unearthing them and praying over them and spiritually preparing to receive them and to implement some strategy to make those dreams happen. And what I'm feeling for 2020 is that now is the right time. Now is the the critical, this is the divine moment. This is the kairos. This is the moment where the natural and the spiritual, all the work and the preparation that we've all been putting into our lives. And this sort of, um, you know, kind of moment where it's, you know, that preparation meets God's decision. Like, I'm just going to show up and show out, right? I really feel like that is what 2020 is going to be about. Um, and I have, um, I have just had to walk into, you know, start to cultivate a couple of new men mentalities, mindsets um, to really hold this year and to really see some of these things through, right? And I want to share some of them with you. Um, and the first thing that I've been thinking about and ruminating on, first thing that I've just been kind of driven by is dismantling this idea of the right time and the right circumstances. Um, because I feel like we've often, well, let me personalize it. I have often deferred my dreams on my own by telling myself now's not the right time. Now I'm not in the right situation to, to do that or to have that. And, you know, I have often been the reason why ideas have been, um, you know, put off to the side and, I've, you know, like I said before, like I've talked myself out of my own dreams and visions. Um, and so I've been working on changing my mind, right? Um, and no longer waiting for the right time or the right circumstances because A, it's never going to be the right time. And also the only right time is right now. I have had to start to change my mindset around this idea of the right time and the right circumstances and begin to say, I'm trusting in God to give me everything I need right now to 
manifest my vision and to see my goals and my dreams come to pass. I am trusting in God to give me everything, whether it's a new mind or a new heart or new habits or courage and strength and fortitude to make some new decisions or even like social capital and resources. I'm trusting in God to give me everything that I need um, to walk this path of manifesting my goals and my dreams and my visions and my ideas. I'm not sitting on them any longer. I had a thought today about the function of dreams in the scriptures. I thought specifically of Joseph, who in his childhood um, was a vivid dreamer. And he dreamed of um, himself as being very influential and his brothers sort of bowing down before him. He had this, this dream, right? And you've heard about this story. And as we are celebrating King Day um, tomorrow, even though his birthday was on the 15th, the day right after my birthday, hello, 35. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that the, the purpose of that dream was not so that Joseph could go and flaunt it in front of his family, because what we know is that ultimately him flaunting his dreams and entrusting them to the wrong people was what ultimately got him thrown into a ditch and then sold into <laughs> um, basically enslavement and his whole story. But, it, you know, God worked it out for his good, which is where we get that famous line. But the purpose of those dreams, I think, in his childhood were for him to get a, to to receive a foreshadowing of things that were to come. And I think that often when we have these sort of dreams, these sort of spiritual aspirations, these sort of like visions of what's possible or what we would like to see in our lifetime, what we would like to do, what we'd like to accomplish, sometimes instead of, of receiving them as foreshadowing of what's to come, we often write it off as fantasies of what's not possible. We write them off and we say to ourselves, that won't happen, you know, or do you know how much time it would take me to do that? Do you know, I don't have the money for that. I don't have the education for that. I don't know. I don't have the right resources, whatever. All these things we say to ourselves, once again, to um, talk ourselves out of the ideas and the visions that spirit places right in our spirit of what is possible for our lives. Um, and so I'm challenging myself and in so doing, I'm challenging you um, to think about what are the dreams of your heart? What are the desires of your heart? What are those ideas that you have, that you've had, that you've said, it's too big for me. I, I can't accomplish that. I can't do that. You know, what What are those things? What are the things that are so big and so maybe daunting that you have talked yourself out of it? I want you to unearth that thing. And I want you to write it down. And I want you to begin to pray over it. And I want you to begin to really take an assessment of on my scale of desire, like, where does this land? And if it lands in a place that if I could do this, this would bring me so much joy. If I could do this, I could make so much impact. If I could do this, I wouldn't need to do anything else. Um, 
I really want to challenge you to begin to make that move. And this is going to change from season to season. There was a time in my life where I said, if I could finish my PhD, I'll just be set. And there was a time in my life where I said, if I can get like a high impact position, right? And right now I'm nurturing a new dream. Um, I'm nurturing a dream that is so much bigger than um, anything I've ever done before. And it's so much so that I've only told about five or six, maybe seven people in my life about it. And I've only told these people because these were people that I could trust to look at my dream and hear it with the same excitement that I feel it. Um, these were people who have, uh, who are also visionaries, who could help me take my vision out of the abstract and into the temporal. These were people who were business minded, who could tell me like, okay, these are some you know concrete things that you need to be doing right now. And then, you know, in telling my best friend and telling my parents, I said, I'm just asking for you to pray over this with me. You know, let me, you know, sound this process off to you as I'm taking this process. And, you know, that really matters, you know, who you share your dreams with. I think once again, we can underscore the story of Joseph in the Bible, right? Like this, I believe, don't get me to lion. I don't, it's somewhere in the Old Testament. It might be, um, is it in Genesis? I don't know. I'm going to put it in the show notes where this story is. But it um, it would be helpful to underscore here that he told his brothers and his brothers couldn't take it. And there's a lesson in there that not everyone, regardless of their proximity to you, regardless of their relationship to you, not everyone can hold or handle your dreams. And so it takes discernment. It takes wisdom. It takes prudence to be able to say, this is who I'm going to trust my dream with. So as you are unearthing, as you are writing, I also want you to write down the names of the people who you believe that you can trust with your vision, because that's going to be just as important. You're not going to be, if it's, if it's a God thing, you're not going to be able to do it by yourself. And The beautiful thing is that, you know, whatever it is, there's someone who's done it already. And, you know, find those people, find those people who walked that path, who would not mind and perhaps even would would find it a joy, right, to walk with someone who's attempting to walk the way that they went. So as I'm thinking through that and praying on that, I'm asking for your prayers. And, you know, I also want to, you know, open up the lines of the of communication here because I want to hear what you're thinking about for this year. You know, what are you thinking about? What are some of the, what are you feeling? What's percolating? What's coming up for you for this year that you want to be able to say in the year of our Lord, 2020, I did this. I don't care what it is. Like I took a trip to Greece or I got pregnant or I got a divorce or I whatever it is. Um I I consider myself a keeper of dreams. I love to listen to people's hopes and their aspirations and I love to not just pray over it, but I love to I love 
the practice of holding people accountable to what they say they want to do and who they say they want to become. So drop me a line and let me know what that thing is and how I can be praying for you. I'm very happy to do that. Um... One of the things that I um, I wanted to share was a post that I made to um, my Instagram several weeks ago. Actually, first off, it was on my Facebook, and then I posted it on my Instagram. And I want to share that post with you. And then I want to... Um, Share a blessing with you, okay? And the post said, starting today, I'm keeping things real simple. I'm praying for the desires of my heart, every last one of them. And then I'm moving like they're already mine. If I'm going to get a no, is going to have to come from someone other than me. And so I want to ha- I want to pass that on to you. I want to hand that over to you. If you're going to get a no this year, let it come from somebody other than you. Stop stop saying no to yourself and stop saying no to what feels most innate to you and the dreams that have been rumbling and tumbling in your spirit. You know, it's it's time out for that because I really believe that each dream is integral to the transformation of our communities, local, global, all of them. Um, I really do believe that this is the year like God is God is saying move, you know, and we have several black women in popular culture that are moving, right? Like they're moving and God is saying move. And these sisters are like, yes, Lord, I'm about to head out. Megan is moving. Come on, Mexit. Um, And I just have to say like how important it is that we are watching what we are watching. There's so many layers to Megan and Harry, you know, kind of declaring their independence, right? From, from the monarchy. But the most beautiful and most powerful part of all of this is this black woman saying, you know, I'm not going to continue to subject myself to this inhumane treatment. I'm not going to continue to subject myself to these racialized double standards. I'm not going to continue to be vulnerable to this dehumanization. I don't care what my title is. I don't care who my partner is. I don't care who this family is. My dignity is my bottom line. And I've been following this story and I'm so proud of her. You know, like I remember watching their wedding and I remember thinking this is going to be a very interesting story. This is going to unfold in some very unique ways. Um, And as unique as they have been, I could see like at several points because I'm low key obsessed with Meghan Markle. Um, she, you know, she had come out and started talking about how painful the um, the mistreatment of the media was to her. And I, you know, I was hoping that she would make some sort of definitive stance on it. And I am so glad 
that she has because those those rags, those those armpit media outlets over there. I mean, they weren't they weren't going to stop and there's still a chance that they won't. Um, but this woman has drawn her line in the sand and said, yeah, no more. And her husband has supported her um, and stood in absolute solidarity with her. I am just I just find this story to be historical and it's been fascinating and very empowering to watch. Like if your partner doesn't stand with you and decide that if you move, I'm moving with you, then is your partner really a partner? Okay, I just had to say, you know who else is really making moves? Um, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley is also making moves. Uh, just this past week, oh my God, my sisters, I know y'all saw her video. I know y'all saw that video of you know, her public reveal of her, um, her journey with alopecia and her hair loss, um, her hair journey. It really is. It's not just about the loss. It's also about the, um, representation of her Senegalese twists and what that's meant to black women and black girls all over the world to, to see her. It was about, the process of waking up in the morning and losing her hair is about deciding I'm sleeping on a silk pillowcase with a bonnet on all the things we do, right? To keep this hair tight, right? I, I was floored by this video, this confessional, this, this woman brought tears to my eyes and freedom to my spirit. Oh my God. Like this is her saying like, I value my freedom and part of me being free means being honest. Like I know that my hair has been an integral part of my platform, but I'm not my hair. And there's so much more to me than that. And this truth, not only are y'all going to get it today, but this truth is going to make, um, make me all the more, uh, connectable, right? If you will, um, to my sister's. Because there's, there's so many of us out here who have some form of a hair struggle and she's moving and it's just 2020. It's the year of clarity. It's the year of moving. It's the year of making it happen and manifesting. And it's going to be a great year. I truly, truly believe it. So how are we going to do this, right? In addition to God's strength and grace and mercy, I have sort of th thought about like what what do I need to do on my part um, to really be in this alignment, to be in this flow and stay in this flow. And by the time I'm in this place, um, January 19th, 2021, like, am I going to be able to look back on this year and see that I kept this same energy all year? Um, well, that's my prayer and my hope. And so I want to share with you just four things that I'm committing to for this year. And it's not just, um, it's not just, you know, actions, right? These are kind of ways of being that I want to cultivate. And the first one is 
laser focus. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the sort of um, diligence that it's going to take for me to operate at my at my optimum level. You know, as I have decided, you know, what I'm going to say yes to and what I'm going to say no to, like I've decided I'm going to create some more time for myself to walk out my own dreams, right? Instead of, you know, constantly being on someone else's time, I am having to um, dictate my my time outside of my job and other responsibilities. Having created extra time for my own manifestation, I have had to say like when I have that time or when that time is present and at hand, I have to be focused. And so, I mean, my work ethic is already pretty tight, but this this focus that I'm going to need for this next season, for this present season is going to require that even my tight work ethic gets tightened up. Um where to where I'm I'm taking my planner with me wherever I go so I can account for my time and I can account for my days so that I can map out this is what I need to accomplish this week. This is who I need to speak to this week. These are the workshops and trainings I need to be at before the end of this month. And these are the conversations that I need to be having. Like being being extra strategic and intentional um, is, is really helping me to, um, you know, focus, you know, um, taking all of the to-dos and taking all of the steps that I have to take out, once again, out of the abstract and putting it, um, writing it down. You know, there is a spiritual sort of uh, value to writing things down with our hands, right? In the webinar, we talked about that verse, um, write the vision, make it plain. You know, there's something about, you know, just the process of, taking it out of your mind and putting it on a piece of paper or, you know, some sort of art form or even just some words and having it in front of you, you know, it increases the focus, it increases the motivation, that process or that practice of externalizing um, is very, very critical and it's great for the focus. Um, the other thing, the next thing that I want to share in addition to um, laser focus is taking the steps. You know, I think it's very, very, very easy when we are thinking about goals and dreams, whether you are one of my beautiful, awesome, precious Spelman students, or you are a, a, a young professional out in the world doing your thing. Like it's very easy to get caught up on how big a vision can be. Um, and sometimes while it's, while we can get caught up in the excitement of a big vision, a big vision can also, um, be a deterrent. It can be overwhelming. And so it's necessary to break a big picture down into smaller steps, whether those are smart goals or whether they are just, you know, a list of things to accomplish over the week, you know, or, you know, over the month, um, taking, the smaller steps is exactly what's going to lead to that bigger picture. Next, um, one was laser focus. Two was taking the steps. Three, detecting distractions. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hardcore believer in establishing balance and having 
equal parts of play and work. I am a huge advocate for pleasure and downtime and rest and restoration. And all these things are really critical and really important. But I think we also have to be honest that sometimes there are influences, whether it's people, vices, behaviors, places, whatever, that begin to distract us, to take our attention away from um, the matters that are at hand. And this is how I this is how I can kind of detect a distraction, right? Like whether it's a person, a place, a thing, whatever, does it replenish me so that I can return to my work and be productive and be and be whole? Um, or does it take away from my my spiritual, psychological, emotional, mental, physical ability to show up to my post and to do my work and to do it meaningfully and to do it well? Does it add to me or does it subtract from me? You know, I'm lettucey, right? How you gonna add to me? Yeah, uh, how you gonna add to me? Uh, uh, show me what it is you're offering me. That is my song. Does it add or does it distract, right? So detecting distractions. And finally, welcoming new people and influences. You know, part of what I feel like 2019 positioned me to be able to do was to have some people in my life who don't look like me and don't think like me, but who bring such sheer joy to my life, who challenge me, who push me, who inspire me, who are help, help, have helped me to open up my mind. Um, and 2019 was was major for that reason. You know, I started to experience some of what I will call the limitations of my strictly and thoroughly and fundamentally theological education. You know, I don't have, you know, business savvy. I don't I don't know a lot about systems and design thinking. I don't know a lot about um, you know, leadership qualities and characteristics. I don't know as much about empathy that as I would like to know as a leader and a spiritual caregiver. Like I 2019 shined a light on some some areas and some topics and some subjects where I have absolute curiosity um, and I need and I desire to learn more in order to sustain my dreams and to build them out. Right. And the beautiful thing that also happened that in 2019 was that God brought some people into my life to, you know, to where where I didn't know X, Y, Z they knew X, Y, Z. And I just have found that opening my mind up to, I used to be one of these people that was like, no new friends. And now I'm like, some new friends, right? Um, Some new friends. <laughs> some new friends are a blessing. Some new friends are actually quite a good thing, you know, because um, people bring texture. And they bring, uh, oh my goodness, they bring layers and they bring experiences and they bring their, their joy and their goodness and their laughter into your life. And it's a beautiful and wonderful thing. And so, you know, I've had to say that if I'm going to get to really, really get to where I want to go, you know, I might need some new people on this journey with me. People who have knowledge that I don't have, people who have um 
insight and relationships that I don't have. People who um, challenge me to think outside of my own boxes and people who inspire me, you know, and that has meant, you know, not to the, you know, neglect or disregard of the people who are in my life. Because if you know anything about me, you know, I deeply love the people who are in my life. But I'm also recognizing the value in a few really amazing new people. Um, so laser focus, taking the small steps, detecting distractions, and welcoming new people and influences. I believe that these are some things that I am doing and that you can do to really um, get ready. <laughs> In the words of Bishop T.D. Jakes, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I, oh my God, I just believe it. I just feel it. God's about to do something incredible this year. <laughs> Oh my God. I just, I feel like I have these moments where I can just, I just feel it. And I'm, you know, I, I'm committed to just continuing to speak that, you know, I think as long as I keep saying it, I keep renewing my excitement for it. I know it's going to be an amazing year. And so I want to share this blessing with you. And I, before I share the blessing with you, I want to share the story with you. Um, 2018, was one of the best years of my life. And I needed 2018 because 2017 was one of the worst. And this is how I know seasons are real. And the beginning of 2018, um, I was waiting to hear back from Spelman College about whether or not I got this job um, as the Dean of Chapel. I wanted this job so bad for so many reasons. Um, and I was expecting to hear back by Christmas 2017 and I hadn't heard anything and I was just sort of in a, a liminal uh, limbo space, right? Just sort of waiting. And so I decided that instead of like twiddling my thumbs, right, I wanted to <laughs> take myself on my first international solo trip. And I went to Italy and um, went to Rome went to Naples. Oh my God. Oh, Naples. Oh my God. Please go have real Napoleon pizza one time in your life. My sisters, my friends, my siblings, please go do that for yourself. And, um, then I went to Florence and it was around my birthday. So I did this for my birthday, January 14th. And as I was riding on the train, I don't remember if I was riding back to Rome from Naples or Florence, but it was one of those. I was on the train. I was feeling so full and just so inspired. And I wrote a blessing uh, over my year. And for the rest of January 2018, I said this blessing over my year, uh, over my year every day. And I got away from that practice as things started to like really pick up. But um, because it was by the end of that trip, it was on the second to last night in Italy that I got the phone call that I had gotten the job. Oh, such a great story. Oh, it's such a good story. Um, but as things started to really pick up, like packing my house and leaving Chicago, I, I stopped reciting this. Um, but I came back to it in 2019, January. And kind of resume that practice of speaking this blessing over my year in every morning in January. And um, 
as I was preparing to record this podcast, Spirit reminded me, share this blessing because I've never shared this with anyone. (laughs) I have never shared this with anyone. And I want to share this blessing with you, my modern faith family. May this year be the year that changes everything. May you rise to the call of your purpose and take your seat at the gate of your post. May the Spirit anoint you completely. And may you walk in that oil to the blessing of the people and the demolition of every oppressive power and principality. May you cut loose your stammering and silent tongue. May the powers know the sound of your voice and the poignance of your truth. May you not shrink from your call to proclaim what God has placed in you to proclaim to the nations. May your steps be ordered. May your days and your time be maximized. May your work be blessed. May you slay every giant. May you allow the Lord to fight the battles that are beyond your strength and beyond your ability. Be still and know that God is God and you are not, and that God will perform signs and wonders. May your desecrated places be restored. May your tears be transformed into dancing. May you be utterly filled with joy and may joy emanate to the orphan, the widow, and the one who has no hope. May you find and take rest. May your body be healed. May your heart be liberated to love. May the love you desire to be made manifest in you. May you recognize that it is sacred. It is a pearl never to be thrown before swine. May you give your love only to those most deserving and may you love the ones you are called to lead. May your enemies flee. May your family be harmonious and healthy. May you know pleasure. May your body be pleased, your belly full, your mouth full of laughter. May you go places you have never been and see things you have never seen. May your hope be deep and your vision piercingly clear. This time next year, may you look back and rejoice on the beautiful journey. With hands raised, may you know that you have come this far by faith. My friends, I'm praying these things for you. I'm believing with you for the things that you are believing for. And I hope that you've enjoyed this final episode of this season. I'll be back with season two in February. And I will be sharing, um, I'll be kicking off season two with my little, um, my series from Ghana, podcasts that were recorded while I was in Ghana, podcasts that have been inspired by my trip to Ghana. And once again, thank you for taking this journey with me all season one. I'm excited to keep going further and higher. All my love to you all in 2020 and beyond. God bless. 
We've come to the end of this episode of Modern Faith. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you could, please take just a second to rate and subscribe to Modern Faith on all of your preferred podcasting platforms. And stay connected with us on Instagram and Twitter at Modern Faith Podcast. Thanks again. And until next time, keep the faith.